welcome back to Binging the Force, a Star Wars rewatch, rewatch podcast where every week a group of friends gets together and watch some Star Wars and discuss it like we're in the parking lot of a theater after the movie. Uh, I'm Michael, and this week our group includes Jefferson. Hello. Uh, Jackie. Hi there. Who's a, who's a new member to the podcast here. <laughs> Hi there. Uh, returning Kim. Hello. And uh, a long-traveled, or uh, well-traveled returning friend, Shane. Hello, nice to be back. <laughs> He's kind of been going around the world for the last couple of months for the summer. Yep, exactly. It's <laughs> fun to be back. So this week, we're going to be discussing the very first episode of the highly anticipated Disney Plus show, Ahsoka, called Master and Apprentice. But before that, we're going to start with a question for our panel here. Like The Mandalorian, Ahsoka takes place after Return of the Jedi. Where do you think Ahsoka was during the original Star Wars trilogy? Who wants to start off? Hmm. Um, I'll start. Um, I think she was in exile somewhere. She was hanging out, I don't know, in some hut, in some mountain or something, just not doing much. She seemed to have, I guess, as we'll learn in the episode upcoming, she seems to have issues with committing herself to things so uh, she seems to like to walk away from commitments so my guess is that she was in hiding until after the the battle of endor was over let's see you know yesterday i was watching uh the soka vader fight from rebels just to sort of refresh my memory of their last you know, relationship together and and i think you know she just couldn't stand what became of her master. And I think in the end, she feels like he failed him. And, you know, what we see in Ahsoka is that we, he, she can't really make a commitment, you know, to her Padawan and, and, you know, the, her crew in general, you know, so it's interesting to see her coming back and then also to reflect on like uh, what she was talking to with Luke Skywalker, with Grogu. And, you know, I'm trying to start to wonder where the timeline of events are, uh, you know, unfolding, between, you know, in our eyes, you know, does she know Luke is around yet? You know, are we going to learn that later? Um, you know, I, obviously she knows of uh, Mando and Grogu at this point because of uh, the main uh, character. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that during, during the episode. I mean, this, this is where she was or what she was doing during the OT. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I think she was just like Yoda, right, in exile, trying to find herself, you know, trying to find Thrawn, maybe. I think I'm going to take a different spin on it. Um, I, in prep for the show, I went and reread the book. I don't know if you guys have read the book written by Ashley Eckstein and um, E.K. I can't remember her last name now. Johnston, Johnston. And I think she was actually, well, in exile, in self-imposed exile a little bit, I think she was actually going out and uh, rescuing all the Force-sensitive children and hiding them um, from the Empire. Interesting. I like that take. That's a cool take. I would like to think she was doing something besides being in um, hibernation like all the Jedis seem to do. I don't know what, why, but they all do. Um, and she seems to be a lot more comfortable around people than most of the Jedis where they try to blend in the background and not socialize. So I want to say she 
she was out doing something. I don't know what, but something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a different take because it's interesting because I thought it, we were all going to be a lot more similar. I'd like that we all had very different takes on it. Uh, I actually, I would think that the entire ghost crew, the entire Rebels crew of, you know, her, Sabine, Hera, Zeb, you know, Chopper, that they were all actively involved during the entire OT, that that they were still a rebel faction, you know, after the Battle of Lothal, that that they were still actively involved in the rebellion. Hera's the general in the rebellion, just they weren't in the same galactically geographic similar space to the story that we were telling with the Skywalker family, you know, so that they're not, they're not that close to the, to the seat of power in the rebellion. They're kind of more offset from, from, you know, that, that Hera and, the, and, and that crew were off doing missions during the rebellion, during the original trilogy. Oh, we were on the, the whole parallel adventure that they were. Why didn't uh, Ahsoka go after Luke, right? I mean, obviously after he blew up the Death Star, you know, you'd think the name Skywalker would be out there amongst you know your the rebels, right? I mean, that might have been her personal interest, but I I just think that she was she was more of an active rebellion participant and probably going on missions, you know, on whatever whatever Kara was to, you know was asked to do, you know that, that they mm -hmm. were that they were succeeding for the for the rebels and like you know fighting the empire in their own other story that we just haven't seen yet. So something more similar to like the Obi Wan series where you know he's sort of in exile for a little bit, but then he goes on a little uh excursion to go yep. save uh, someone right a little exactly child in this instance right yeah and, that there were these other stories going on during that whole time there yeah, yeah. you know it, yeah, it's I, also I mean, it's also possible that skywalker is just a really common name in the star wars universe <laughs> it could be like jones for all we know <laughs> true it is in the rebel legion <laughs> a lot of people have skywalker as the name i can believe that <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into our episode because it's a it's a pretty long one. Uh, so let's get started with oh, Master. Almost and, an hour. Yeah. yeah, let's get started with Master and Apprentice. Okay, so we've got so so it is still a Star Wars show because we've got our got new helmets there. though. We've got new helmets here. Yes, we've got we've got several new ones. We've got Hiang in there, so you know we've we've got a bunch of new new uh, droids and new helmets in there. But it is still a show like like the Disney Plus show so far. But here's the big difference: we've got a crawl, a big one. This surprised me. We have never had a crawl outside yeah. of the movies yet. So well, and in Clone in Wars, red. Clone Wars had a crawl, but. No. The evil galactic empire has fallen and a new republic has risen to take its place. However, sinister agents are already at work to undermine the fragile peace. A plot is underway to find the lost Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn and bring him out of exile. Once presumed dead, rumors are spreading of Thrawn's return, which would galvanize the Imperial remnants and start another war. Former Jedi Knight Ashoka Tano captured one of Thrawn's allies and learned of a secret map which is vital to the enemy's plan. Ahsoka now searches for the map as her prisoner, Morgan Elsbeth, is transported to the New Republic for trial. Now, this is a name for the magistrate. We, you know, the character that was introduced in The Mandalorian, the episode The Jedi, we didn't know her name. You know, right. now she has a name. And, and it also positions it that this is after the episode The Jedi, but probably before the, the Book of Boba Fett. So. so one thing that this is similar to me in, in is uh the force awakens right i mean mm. sort of you're going looking for a map to go find mm. someone 
right? Yeah. It's very similar. The story. big thing you need visually is we started with a crawl. We started with a ship mm, going ship. over the top. Now we get the ship. And, yes. and the engines on the ship. It tells us this is more like a movie. This is not a show like we've been used to. This is a Star Wars movie, basically. It's going to yeah. be more epic. That shot of the ship was great, too. That was a yeah. movie quality shot. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This felt more like a Star Wars movie to me than a Star Wars show. Oh, the, I totally felt the same way. Yeah. This this to me feels like what episode seven should have been. Yeah, I mean, it really does feel like it. This is the finally the you know thirty years later the natural story successor to Return of the Jedi because we've got Jedi, we've got ships. This is not way the heck out of the galaxy like the Mandalorian was. This is not like a completely side story. This is a an in canon like direct continuation successor to the original trilogy. Exactly. Yeah, we've we've got these great callbacks to Return of the Jedi too, like the uniforms that these guys are wearing and yeah. the bridge and this this chair that the captain's sitting the in. White. And this captain, yeah. the, the great character actor Mark Ralston, who always plays villains, is not playing a villain here. Yeah. Don't let him come aboard. Don't let him come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, this guy always plays like serial killers, criminals, mm -hmm. convicts. He, he was in yeah, the don't be dummy, don't be dummy. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, that was the first thing I was saying was it's a trap, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I think so. I think this is this Ralston being in this is the second um, cast member from Aliens that's appeared in one of the Star Wars TV Interesting. shows. Yeah. Michael Bain in uh, in The Mandalorian a couple yep. of seasons ago. Yeah, we know who we know the movies that Dave Filoni is a fan of. Clearly, mm -hmm. yes. And we recognize that ship. I mean, that's clearly an Imperial ship, but they said that they were Jedi. So yeah. Jedi appearing on an Imperial ship. It's Imperial-like. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be a stock design, yeah. too. We don't True. see very many civilian ships. It could be the Skywalker of ship designs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the Honda Civic of the Star Wars universe. And I mean, they're wearing, they're wearing robes with hoods, but anyone could wear a robe with hood. I mean, sure. he's definitely incredulous. He definitely does not believe that they're Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, if they're Sith or, or Jedi from, from a viewer's point, you know, mm -hmm. and, and even when they pull their lightsabers, it's uh, yeah. pretty or exciting. Just, or just cosplayers. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like anyone could say they're a Jedi. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like they have it's ID. True. Yeah. And it's, it's not like anybody's going to be able to say, no, you're not with authority, you know? Especially if you have a lightsaber there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that helps. That helps the case that they have a lightsaber. But again, you could buy a lightsaber probably on the black market. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Find one somewhere. Yeah, but why did they not even search him for weapons, period, right. yeah. and all that other that's stuff? That's the thing. Is like, like, sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I think at this point, you know, we're seeing orange lightsabers, right? That's something we've never seen yeah, before. Yeah, we haven't seen orange before. And then a, a, a lightsaber going through someone's chest, that's pretty new, too. Yeah, and saying, we're no Jedi. So, you know, like, you were right about that. We're no Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> but what are they? That's the thing. Are, Sith. are they Sith? Are, you know, what, what are they? I mean, clearly they have the powers. I right? think they're Jedi that are trying to become Sith. That's what I think. Yeah, maybe Jedi in search of a Sith as a master. Well, later on, we'll see that that Inquisitor that's with him, too. That, that right. raises yep. even more questions, right? Yeah. And, of course, this is the great Ray Stevenson, you know, the amazing actor uh, who who unfortunately passed away before this, this show aired. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I really like this character. I think it's a, a really cool character. Yeah, he'd already previously been a voice in the uh, Clone Wars, uh, Gar Saxon. I mean, yeah. he, was on, he was in the Thor movies as, as Volstagg. Uh, he, he played the Punisher in a live-action movie, Punisher War Journal, one of the better action Punisher movies. I think probably still most well-known for uh, Rome, for HBO's Rome. Right. Yeah, Lady Morgan, interesting. So this is Morgan L. Smith, who we previously only knew as the magistrate. Mm -hmm. And who right. has hidden depths, as we're finding out. Well, and she has a pretty uh, deep secret that we're going to find out here in a little bit, too. Uh, yeah, I don't think we even find out till like, next episode. <laughs> yeah. And looks surprisingly good in a yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> She's tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> well, Ray Stevenson was very, very tall. He's a big guy. He was like and six. He looks five. pretty wide. Yeah. <laughs> also, but... he was definitely an imposing man. Master mm -hmm. and Apprentice, Part One. Yeah, just like previous Star Wars shows, if you went into Disney Plus yesterday, it did not give you titles. You don't get yeah. the titles until you actually watch it, just in case the titles are spoilers. Sure. So this shot, so that opening shot with the ship looked like something right out of one of the movies. Yes. This shot looks like something out of one of the animated shows, yep. which I think is just as cool. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's uh, uh, acknowledging the roots yep. of the show. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I haven't. St I still have not seen all of Clone Wars and Rebels, but it did seem they were always walking into temples, and mm -hmm. it seems like the Jedi spent a lot of years, a lot of centuries millennia building a lot of temples all over the place yeah and making giant mm -hmm. statues of themselves too that yeah. strikes me as being maybe some fragile ego going on <laughs> yeah Gotta give the people something to do yeah, yeah. like any, any of the people who like wielded the force the sith the jedi you know the, the other group that we'll talk about let you know next episode but yeah it seemed like they spent a lot of time building a lot of temples mm -hmm. yeah and they needed a you know, a lot of uh, it's good that Vader came back and, and sort of uh, brought balance, right? Killed everyone. <laughs> well, and, and all their temples are falling apart. Clearly, that, they didn't that do them too well. I thought that was like so cool. cool. Lightsabers controlling them without touching them. Yeah, that was like I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is a use of the force and the use of lightsabers that is like radically different than anything we've ever seen before. <laughs> This right here reminded me totally of a video game. Yeah, uh, like a 90s puzzle. computer game. I have to solve the puzzle to get to the next screen. Yeah, Wasn't this just like in the latest Indiana Jones? <laughs> Spoilers, I haven't had a chance to see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, when you travel the world. Yeah. <laughs> it also reminded me of the reliefs at towards the end of Rebels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was something like that, too, but I couldn't remember. I asked Jeff, and he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen a, a good chunk of Rebels. I haven't watched it all. Uh -huh. Yeah, Jackie, it sounds, sounds like out of us, you're probably the most up on the Re on Rebels. Yeah, I, I've i watched it through four times now, so. Um, yeah, she's got me beat. I haven't had even a chance to watch hardly any of it, unfortunately. It's it's my favorite, I think, of all of the Star Wars shows. But we'll see how it's, this this does. This may usurp it eventually. I mean, this basically is Rebel season five. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's what he's Dave Filoni has said. So, you know, for for this being a computer game puzzle, it doesn't seem like it's a particularly difficult. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, would be the lightsabers going down again to talk about like how this is not like a TV show. How this is really paced like a movie. There, there are yeah. long, long sequences here with no dialogue. No dialogue. Definitely not like a TV show. This yeah, is very a much pretty slow like, movie. A, like a motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I also felt like going back to Rebels and Clone, Clone Wars, the Ahsoka portrayed. And both those shows is very young and very um, full of energy. And in this, she's already shown that she moves very deliberately, very see, very slow, very purposeful. And I think that's where the pacing comes in with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's an interesting observation. I think you're right. Yeah, because we're kind of laboring. We're we're like you know, slowly I turn, inch by inch, step by step. Mm -hmm. There we go. Slow now pylons coming down. Slow pylon coming up. <laughs> I do feel like the scene in in like a show watching point of view was a little long, especially with kids. You know, because I watched it with my daughters, and, mm -hmm. and they're just like, eh, but they're teenagers. So. No, it's definitely a different pace. Yeah, yeah, it's very deliberate. What have you got there, Ahsoka? <laughs> uh graphite oh you broke it <laughs> I, at first i thought it looked like the one of the fifth element things i thought yeah totally <laughs> yeah it definitely felt like a moment out of the fifth element but definitely also out of indiana jones mm -hmm. <laughs> indiana jones is the obvious comparison yeah these uh careless ancient cultures leaving their treasures in puzzle-filled crumbling temples <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it just seems like they spend an inordinate amount of time <laughs> building these places, you know, for elaborate yeah. things like this. You know? So consider why? consider how different the filmmaking approach is because with with a streaming show, they don't really have to hit a particular running time. True. So they can take as long or as little time as they want. You know, we saw that with Mandalorian, where the episodes were often of wildly different lengths. They were rarely yeah. the same length. Which is great that I mean they do they tell the amount of time it takes to tell the story, which is great. Right, it's good, but it can also um, it can also enable self indulgence. Yeah, but it's so just one so question. Cool watching the way she moves, I mean, she does not move like we've seen in live action Star yeah. Wars. She moves mm -hmm. like we've seen in animated Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, about her orb, so this has the location of Thrawn. Right. Well, we don't so know that yet. <laughs> well, but, but theoretically, you know, we're thinking that, right? As, yeah. as the audience, who would capture that and put that there in that little thing in a thirty-year period of time or twenty-year period of time? Well, or, th or I, years ago. <laughs> who knows? I have an answer. Go. I have an answer for that question, which oh. we'll talk about at the end of the show. Okay. Because the information my answer requires has not been given to us on screen yet. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as, as we kind of talked about last week when we watched, you know, the tests and the trials that she went through, that Anakin put her through, defeating a bunch of, you know, robots surrounding her, you know, defeating a bunch of droids surrounding her is really kind of old hat for her. She lived through the Clone Wars. I mean, she fought mm -hmm. legions of, of droids. I love you know? this right here. <laughs> yeah, a group of droids for her is not really She's like, that all good. right. <laughs> these guys seem like they're maybe of higher quality than the, the battle droids from the club. well true but still that's pretty cool though the lady's just righteous <laughs> <laughs> she just kicks butt even if it's metal butt yeah. 
Oops, and that's always the, the the reason we have droids as as uh, opponents for these Jedi. Think how gruesome this scene would be if these right. were people, mm -hmm. stormtroopers. I mean, the good thing, at least though, with lightsabers, it, it seems to cauterize the wounds, so there's not like a lot of blood spattering around, even if it's if you even right. if you're fighting flesh and blood creatures. It's that's still true. it would still be pretty gruesome, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they didn't care in Obi Wan. <laughs> Darth yeah, Vader just... go and kill people. <laughs> yeah, but that's Darth Vader. He's the bad guy. So I he... know, but I was so shocked that it went that dark. Yeah, it was great. Oh man. Yeah, but it was great. <laughs> this is a heck of an explosion here. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. It was like a nuke that go. just went off from those little uh... two nukes or three, if they they all three spread. I don't know. <laughs> And so now we've got a returning character from all the way back in the Clone Wars. Only did three episodes of the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. He, um, we can't tell because we're not watching with sound, but uh, he has a very familiar voice if you're a Doctor Who fan. Right. My, my favorite. Mm -hmm. My favorite Doctor. <laughs> mine too. But yeah, I, mean, I saw that on the credits, and I'm like, where was he? <laughs> yeah, we directed the same thing. You were talking last week, Jefferson, about you know wanting to see more people returning from the animated series where you get the actual actors coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we get this one here. And plus, I think I think that um, I mean, feel free to disagree, but I think the design of this droid actually looks like David Tennant. I think they a little they bit based yeah. the droid's face on his. Yeah, I think that was definitely in an intention there. Yeah. Boy, it would have sucked if they hadn't got him for the voice. If they <laughs> all that trouble. He's a neat character in this too. He's sort of the I mean the he's Jewish, Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be your conscience a little bit. So maybe. is it it it's um an actual robot or is it all CG? That I don't know. He, he looks robotic to me. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's real. Probably, probably it's a prop. with, with some help with CG. Yeah, the not um, in it. Well, X-Wings, yay. Filoni and Favreau have talked about wanting to do as much practical stuff as they can before. Yeah. So. Yeah. so is he in it or is it an actual prop? That looks like a puppet to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess it's probably a mix of practical and CGI. I mean, yeah. I don't think David Tennant's anywhere near it. I don't think David Tennant so even... He's just doing the voice. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think David Tennant kind of probably recorded it at home. <laughs> yeah. This ship is weird. It is a different design. Now, have we ever seen this ship of hers before? No, not that I can recall. I, I was going to say I didn't think I saw it anywhere. It's not, yeah, in, I don't think it's in Rebels. No. Okay. It's a new design. It's kind of similar to um, the the ship that Bo-Katan yeah. flies. Yeah, where it kind of turns yeah. on a 90 degree angle there. I like the new types of ships they're coming up with in these series. Yeah. It's sort of fun. They feel very Star Wars, which is appropriate. Yeah, that one has like a Falcon cockpit in it. Yeah, elements from, from the other design so that it looks like it belongs there. Yay, different color pilots. Well, what's really cool about this is it feels so much like Return of the Jedi, I feel. Like. She's mm -hmm. so pretty. Oh, Hera? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so not not the actress from the from the uh, animated series because that was Vanessa Marshall who did the voice. But uh, but yeah, new, new, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead doing doing the live action Hera here. Well, General very colorful. What else is she in? Oh, she's done a ton of stuff. Um, uh, Scott she Pilgrim. Was in, 
She was mm-hmm. Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. She was in uh, the most recent um, Harley Quinn movie, The Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah, she was Huntress in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she's done a season... lot. Of comic, she's done a lot of superhero or comic book related stuff. Yeah. She was in season three of uh, the Fargo television series okay. with uh, Ewan McGregor, who she's mm-hmm. uh, married to in real life. Oh, that oh. I did not know. Yeah, yeah cool. they just had they just had a kid about a year ago too. Wow. Nice, they're a Star Wars family. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, here we have more. Yeah, so trying to figure out who who these who these people were. So they've got video of them. I find it interesting when they talk about here that they that they end up trying to identify them through the lightsaber, but they've got video of their faces. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's just go with it. You know, let's <laughs> <laughs> so like you have to that leap. I didn't notice that because I was distracted by the background. I, I, this seems like it's the same briefing room from Return of the Jedi when they go over the plan. The Death yeah. Star does. Mm-hmm. Same, same uh, Lois Bitter. Yeah, there's a yeah. Well, it might be the same ship for all we know. <laughs> True. There's um, yeah. There's clearly a lot of love for Return of the Jedi in this uh, episode. Yeah, like I said, this this more than anything I think we've ever seen so far. Feels like a direct continuation of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, Book of Boba Fett did for Boba Fett. Well, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of course, so I mean, it, we we we've talked about this on this show over the course of of discussing Rebels and stuff like that. But I mean, if you did not watch Rebels, does this show make any sense to you whatsoever? Yes, uh, I think you could just forget life before what it, today and just keep going on and just enjoy the story because they are laying down a really good definite story of who they are and where yeah, but, but if i haven't seen from. rebels and i don't know who thrawn is and i don't know who Hera is and i don't know who sabine is i'm just a casual star wars fan who ca- who came into this watching the mandalorian does any of this make any sense to me whatsoever so, so can, let me give you courtney's point of view so so that is sort of like her yeah, she knows, heard of Thrawn, seen Ezra and stuff because Abby's watched uh, all of Rebels through the years. But, you know, her, her real exposure of Star Wars is live action, you know, what everyone has seen. And she enjoyed it. She felt it was slow in parts and that it was really hard to understand that that reason why they're going after Ezra and Thrawn and, and what that push is and, and why they have that connection with with all of them and and she's just sort of was like ah i i get it but i it's hard for me to have that pull that they're trying right to i mean it's it, you have to yeah. care about the characters you have to care about the mission <clears throat> yeah. and, and, I, and sorry go ahead jackie oh no sorry um i actually as uh, a friend of mine actually texted me this exact question today because his wife hates the animation of uh rebels and clone wars so she he's like can she watch this without having watched watch those and i said i think if you can get somebody to at least watch the last couple episodes of rebels they'll have that connection yeah but that's a requirement (laughs) no no it shouldn't be but i don't think if you know these characters from before you're not going to have the connection to them now you know here here jefferson here's your like 
Yep. Character actor, amazing character actor, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. The same role that he played in Rebels. Mm-hmm. They had made the character basically look like him. So it was very easy to yeah. get Clancy Brown to play mm-hmm. the character they played, Ryder, from Rebels. Yeah, I was absolutely thrilled when I saw this. I I didn't get spoiled on this. I didn't know he was going to be in it. I, I don't think anyone did. I think they had yeah. pretty much kept that close to the best. I hadn't seen any announcement that he was going to be in this. I was I was thrilled, not least because Clancy Brown's one of my favorite actors. I love me too. Yeah. Well, I felt like he's about ready to announce the next Hunger Games. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. And and I mean, again, more rebels ties. I mean, we're here on Lothal, mm-hmm. so I mean, these these spires and the whole the whole planet here looks familiar to fans of rebels but to non-fans of rebels i mean yeah you know, that backdrop is from rebels yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's, it's really basically cool. rebels come to life yeah yeah and, and even that's the mural what... the mural so, is from rebels yeah i think that um for true fans you get that easter egg and you're like oh i know you know it's great for someone who may not see it it's just it's just a picture and we've I got at least two ties between Mark Ralston, Clancy Brown. They were both in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> they also both played the voice of Lex Luthor in different animated DC oh, yeah. properties. Lex, uh, Clancy Brown was Lex Luthor, the voice, for over a decade. And then Mark Ralston played him in Young Justice for, for a couple of years. So. How'd you like this punk-type <laughs> song here? <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was fine. You know, a little out of place for Star Wars, maybe, but yeah. it fit the scene. It fit the scene. Well, and I was, being, and yeah, I was more ex- really sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was more excited about these ships that are chasing her. These first appeared in a comic book called Dark Empire. In it came out in the mid nineties, like nineteen ninety three or ninety four. I was going to say ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. yeah. What and this is the first them? time we've seen them on screen. These these are is it called a V-wing? What's it yeah, called? Yeah, these are these are E-wings. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw that yesterday. That was it. <laughs> Things yeah. I will know. <laughs> that was a well, thrill. I like the song because I think it really did establish the character of Sabine. I mean, that's the thing. It really this whole scene of like telling you who she is that you you know if you've never watched Rebels, you don't know who the character is, and it and they really need to establish here for you to give a darn about the story here yeah is, you know who, who who is sabine and it, and it tells you you know she's the person who skips out on this big ceremony where she was the focus of the ceremony you know she's riding this bike out of town you know and just blowing off everything blowing off the the governor blowing off the ceremony blowing off these ships chasing her and everything and all and doing it all to a pulsing you know kind of it sounded to me a little bit like beastie boys like kind of song so mm-hmm. And then yeah. she has this amazing hair that never gets tangled while riding a bike like that. <laughs> the magic of the movies. Well, she, she is Mandalorian, so she does have the magic hair that will stay exactly perfect under a helmet. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's evolved. No, that's why she cuts her hair. That's why she cuts her hair. That's why she cuts her hair. She's crazy. She is crazy. This is all woo 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 woo. Literally got a droid, an R2 unit to flip its lid. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that that R2 unit's even an Easter egg. The, the dome okay. of that droid is designed, it's an exact replica of the original R2-D2 action figure toy. Which Man, wasn't because, <laughs> because it was this tall. They couldn't make it look accurate to the, to the way R2 looks in the movies. And it looked like that, basically. It had kind yeah. of those divots under the, under the highlights and... So back, so again, back to the Rebels references. I mean, this tower is exactly the tower, the communications tower from Rebels, where they did live. Yeah, where Ezra lived. 
And the little cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't need to know that. No. You don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah, the cat doesn't require any backstory, at least. Or the, or where this apartment was. It's still mm -hmm. it would be an Easter egg. I yeah. don't know. I yeah, do I see everything is loath something here. It's loath cats, loath wolves, loath mm -hmm. bats. Mm -hmm. It's just something they do. But they don't call the people loath people, do they? Loath people. Loath aliens. <laughs> There's a familiar helmet. I do get your point, Michael, about the amount of um, Easter eggs and backstory being a little inaccessible to people who hadn't watched. Rebel. Yeah, I'm just concerned about, you know, how, I mean, they might just not care. I mean, that's the thing. I yeah. think the bottom line is I think Dave Filoni doesn't care. I mean, I think he's he's telling the story here and he's like, well, if you didn't watch the last 10 years of my storytelling. Not my fault. You're yeah. not going to get that. <laughs> and, you know, the people jump on fast. You know, I think these first two episodes are that good setup. And then I hope they get the throne quickly. And that's just an episode or two. And there's more to the season than just the search, honestly. Yeah, there's no action except for <laughs> that one fight scene right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty slow. Hope people will hang in there. And then if they are like, I don't know if I like this, then go watch Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> and then come back. And, and what do they do if they don't like cartoons? And they uh, go watch Andor? Just, yeah. I don't know. Uh People have in-laws they don't like. They have co-workers they don't like. They eat food they don't like. They hang out with people they don't like. They could probably just kind of glaze over that it's anime for a minute. Yeah. Watch 45 minutes mm -hmm. a day. You're good. Or, yeah. Or they could just not watch this show. <laughs> you know? 45 minutes a day of uh, uh, Star Wars keeps the doctor away. From yeah, I think it does. I think it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still don't have a name for these characters yet. We still don't no. know what they are, who I, they are. Abigail really likes this character. I, I do too. I like them both. Well, oh, she, she could be this character. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I think these are my favorite uh, Star Wars TV series villains that, that I've seen so far. I like them a lot. I just I part of it is just Grace Stevenson, but but I like well, the. She has the Padawan too. braid. Yeah, mm -hmm. she has the Padawan mm -hmm. braid. Yep. Yeah. And you know the, these characters here, I think, are so much cooler than. Oh, okay. See, I didn't think this came up till next episode. Okay, the Night Sisters of Dathomir. So we established yeah. that that's that that's who yeah, she's. Yeah, she's from. all freaked out now. She's like, what? Yeah. And <laughs> something else to confuse the people who haven't watched the animated yeah, stuff. I yeah. love her hair. That braid is to die for. <laughs> well, it gives so much more to to the Mando episode now too. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because she really, as the magistrate, really wasn't that interesting a character. But now we're getting so many more levels to that character. The, the idea that, you know, that she's a witch of Dathomir and, you know, there's a lot of backstory to that from Rebels and from Clone Wars, you know, but that she was just sitting there being the kind of governor of a small stronghold town on this backwater planet, you know. Basically being a hermit. Yeah. So there's an Inquisitor yeah. in the background. Yeah. Do you think the Inquisitor exactly. reports to him? And that's his Padawan, obviously. So that's just sort of like his Inquisitor? Or do you think that's like... It could a be sick? hers. Yeah. I think it's hers. I was going to say, I think it's hers. Yeah, it's not really yeah. clear. I still don't know enough about Inquisitors to really have mm -hmm. form an opinion on that. 
but he's not she, following her. So I don't know. Yeah. But she calls him, she calls him master. She's got a Padawan braid, but he mm. said, we're no Jedi. And they've got orange lightsabers. Mm. It's also oh, confusing. <laughs> he knows who Ahsoka Tano is. Mm. He knows and that we, he's got a former. No, there's no gray Jedi, right? Well, it's never been established in canon yeah. and media, so. Or in this case, I guess it would be Orange Jedi. <laughs> Is this what uh, Vader would have become if he uh, never, uh, Anakin become if he never got really turned into Vader? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Or, or what Ahsoka could have been. I mean, you know, because she mm -hmm. never fully embraced the Jedi philosophy. Yeah. You know, she said on many occasions, I'm, I'm not a Jedi. She said it already here. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Now, now, this is going to come up here. This is going to come up in the next episode. I need you guys to clear this up for me. But I mean, I have watched enough Rebels to say, but wait a second. How could she be Ahsoka's apprentice? She didn't have force powers, did she? They're going to they're going to bring that. No, she didn't. And they're going to bring that up in later in this episode or it yeah. might be in the next episode. So, I mean, how, I, mean I guess yeah, how would that work? I guess that's just more of Ahsoka not caring about tradition or not mm -hmm. wanting to follow rules or anything like that. But I mean, she, she chose to train someone as a Jedi apprentice who did not have a connection or direct connection to the Force. Can you develop that connection over time? I, I was going to say, I think she's developed it over time because she did use and wield the Darksaber. Right, so, we saw that. We saw that training. We saw, we saw uh, what was the, the, Jet, the older Jedi's name in Rebels? Uh, Kanan. Kanan. Yeah, we um, saw him training her with that, and we saw him training her with him with the lightsaber, with her with the dark saber. So she's had training in a saber, but that's not the same as being trained as a Jedi. Well, isn't there no, a quick no, test you can do? I think, I think if you're going to train with a, a weapon of that caliber, that you're going to have to have some force sensitiveness, yeah. um, and it could just expand as she's trained trains more with ahsoka but then that mean bo-katan has some force i i yeah. would think so interesting so, so that, go ahead they, they, they could just check their midi chlorine count and just know. <laughs> <laughs> they would know. We, do, we, do, we don't we don't talk there is no midi chlorine count in this we, we don't, don't, about about that. That. We don't, we don't say the that. m word here yeah we don't we don't, we don't talk about that you know, I I did I did have a question. It's it's related to this discussion a little bit. So it's been pretty well established in the in the the core films that force powers are hereditary, right? Mm -hmm. Yet Jedi are not allowed to get married and have families, right? Yeah. So how does that work? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where are they getting more Jedi? Occur, that they're getting it on the site. Yeah, it's like the Catholic Church. Okay. <laughs> well, because we saw like in Ahsoka in, in Tales of the Jedi when we saw Ahsoka being born that, I mean, just, you know, every once in a while, I mean, a, a Force-sensitive child is born. You know, like Anakin. Yeah. Right, but so if, if they're... If he was manifested. Force powers are hereditary and they're they're training these Jedi and not letting them have families. It yeah, seems aren't, like they, aren't, they aren't they breeding out the trait? Exactly, and are they trying to control the number of people with Jedi powers? I don't know. It can I mean, also probably... like skip a generation, like twins. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's probably well, part of it. I think. I think, like the Catholic Church, I think a lot of the Jedi Order's rules were all about control, and and yeah. so yeah, I think they were trying to keep down the number of Jedi. 
Well, so think about it this way. I mean, so Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter and it obviously, obviously skipped a generation because his child, son or daughter, I, I right. don't remember. Yeah. Didn't have force powers, right? And it went to Ray. So maybe it skips a generation or yeah. something like that. I don't know. I mean, have, had we made a deal of it being hereditary anytime other than in the Skywalker line? Has that ever been brought up with any other family genetic wise? Yeah, so I don't think it being hereditary is a thing. I think that's just a Skywalker thing. It well, just... and and it's Skywalker thing because if you think Anakin was just manifested from the Force, right? Yeah, and and mm -hmm. Anakin was a was an immaculate conception of the Force. So, meanwhile, so, yeah. back mm -hmm. on Ahsoka's show, and then <laughs> then a Jedi had twins. Mm -hmm. so you yeah. know what I mean. And then if if Ray's Palpy's grandbaby, then um, <laughs> that he had a baby. So yeah. they're out there having them. So I'm actually trying to figure out the little circular thing here. <laughs> yeah, like that reminds me of Hellraiser. It's all I could think of. Was that, that, I, I thought the same thing. I, I found myself wishing that um, Doug Bradley were in this somewhere. Just oh gosh, that would have been amazing. Honestly, yeah, I was thinking Rubik's cube because I mean we we see her do it later. We don't see it at this point yet, but I was thinking Rubik's cube with it. Yeah, they they made a Rubik's circle. I think they're they're yeah they did they were, yeah. There was Rubik's everything. Back there was like a Rubik's sphere, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This scene to me felt like um, a callback to uh, you know Soka with the coffee. Felt like to me almost like the, making fun of Game of Thrones when they had the coffee on on set. You know? <laughs> Where did that coffee cup come from? Right. Yeah. Now, now Jackie, are you intent? Are you intentionally uh, trying to look like Sabine's hair color? Uh, no, no. I actually uh, this is this is my normal color now. As I usually get. <laughs> pinks and purples so nice yeah yeah i mean the the actress is striking in that i mean yeah they didn't use the voice actress from the series but i mean she looks like a cgi animated character brought to life mm -hmm. you know real and good I mean, casting. Ahsoka, I mean you know we you know that actress you know we all know that actress we've seen her in a thousand things but she looks like the character i mean yeah she does well, her mannerisms too are really cool yeah yeah, she really embodied the character. I mean, could could Ashley Eckstein have done it? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but would that have had the marquee value of, of having her in the role? No. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to have, you know, an actress from uh, Kevin Smith's universe uh, play some <laughs> role yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, now Kevin Smith has been in it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's voiced stuff in Mandalorian, I believe. Yeah. Um, well, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of having an attitude off here between the two of them. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. we're having it, yeah. I think this is the second time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wish have... they didn't do this. It's kind of tropey. It's like, yes, you guys don't like each other. You had a break. We know mm -hmm. that. Come on, let's get back together. This was definitely felt like a very slow point for me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if they had to trim it into a movie, that could be on the cutting room floor. Yeah, that would yeah, be. This is a, obviously a big grudge. 
Well, and you want to talk lineage. I mean, you know, not not genetic lineage, but attitude lineage. That I mean, from from Obi Wan to to uh, Anakin, from Anakin to Ahsoka, from Ahsoka to Sabine. It's like they keep picking a type. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like they keep complaining about having these apprentices who that never won't listen, listen to them <laughs> and always rebel. But that's who they're picking as apprentices. Yeah. <laughs> stubborn and <laughs> yeah yeah they keep picking apprentices that are definitely reflections of themselves right well and what's sort of cool is when you start to see you know ahsoka trying to develop this relationship here with an apprentice thinking of her master being anakin darth vader what she's coming from and thinking too is sort of interesting yeah. in my mind but yeah, Anakin think... was the same way to Obi-Wan, and o Obi-Wan was less so. I mean, Obi-Wan was more of a traditional Jedi, but he still was a bit of an iconoclast. I mean, he still kind of went his own way, and, and I mm -hmm. think the council reflected that. The fact that he was not on the council, he was a master, but he was never put on the council, you know? Michael, here's the answer to your earlier question about mm -hmm. why they're trying to identify the two Jedi by lightsaber rather than just by their face, uh -huh. because they have a droid who has a database of every lightsaber ever built, they don't have a droid as a database of every face ever. Yeah, but, but this droid was pretty cool. Wait, it, was, it, it was really cool, but the droid identifies the lightsaber because he actually knew the Jedi. So wouldn't he remember the Jedi's face? Well, he, he doesn't look at people's faces. He just looks at their lightsabers. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's the thing. I, I do want to go back and I want to watch the Clone Wars trilogy of episodes that he appears in because I want to know more about that droid. I'm definitely more intrigued by what what that droid's backstory was clearly he was the professor of lightsabers basically yeah, yeah that's exactly what he was <laughs> yeah, yeah i was just gonna say at disneyland you know at the lightsaber build that'd be cool if that guy would be there and like scan your lightsaber or something like that. Mm -hmm. that would be fun i think ahsoka is resisting being a jedi because she can see in the whole lineage like okay anakin or was her master and look what he where he went and then look before that she's just like afraid like i that's just too much responsibility to have this rebellious person who i know could probably turn to the dark side on my conscience well and then luke does the same thing in uh the last jedi with uh Kylo. yeah with so you can see yeah i'd be scared yeah, look at. Like feed me. I mean, then why pick an apprentice who, who prior to the apprenticeship was already established as that kind of personality that was going to be yeah. problematic? <laughs> well, and someone who clearly doesn't have metachlorians, so I don't know. There you go again. Say we, stuff about, we don't say the yeah. M word. Well, you know, it's it was just an easy blood test. They can literally do it like a COVID test, probably. <laughs> You know, put it up in the nose. Yeah, you got midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. I think everything is supposed to have them to some extent because it flows yeah. through everything, but it's a question of the amount. Right. It's a question of the, the strength of the of the count of, of the M word. Or not. Or maybe we just don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, George. Why did you have to invent them? George. Yeah, yeah. I, I did an entire challenge panel at a convention once about the stupidest plot point in Star Wars, and I, I fought with Metachlorians. Yeah. <laughs> so here's uh, Sabine figuring out the puzzle. Yep. 
And again, if you watched Rebels, you knew that she was an inventor. She was a scientist. She knew mechanical things, you know, so that's why she was the logical person to go to as someone who could help figure this out. Right. Yeah. But as a viewer that doesn't know that, okay. Why would we go to her? Right. Why why is this rebellious, problematic person the only person who could be the solution Mm -hmm. to our problem? It's a very (laughs) large galaxy. There had to be someone else in the galaxy who was easier to work with. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't have the communications because it's all chaos out there. So mm-hmm. they have to go with who's right there. Yeah, fair. Yeah, as far as, as Star Wars writing inconsistencies, this isn't really that bad. I'm going to give it a pass. I agree. <laughs> but sometimes it's fun to poke at it. You to... Yeah, a little. Mm-hmm. I think you but just, I mean, like... you, you have to buy in. Either you're you're yeah. you're on the ride or you're not. Yeah. It's kind of like believing in Jesus. Oh. <laughs> my, my favorite part of the whole scene or a, a large this this entire slow middle section is the folded arm off here yeah <laughs> between so ahsoka and Hera, an entire scene this, where they yeah. walk across each other discussing where they both have their arms folded, folded arms yeah so second time they're talking about sabine so i think they do it three times this time it's like come on Mm-hmm. Yes, it. but this is the first time they did it with their arms folded. So yes. it's serious. Right. It is. She brings up Anakin here, which is a yeah, cool they're not, like. they're not messing around anymore. Yeah. Our arms are folded. You have to take me serious this time. <laughs> that droid looks so sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think he is the first droid we've seen who can who can blink his eyes. He blinks yeah, his eyes a lot. Um, that's interesting. So she talks here about, I mean, we learn more about Ahsoka, about how she sees herself as, as having been someone who walks away from things as, right. as kind of a thing that bugs her. <laughs> like it's a problem she knows she has, but she hasn't changed it. Right. Here's Sabine trying to figure the puzzle out. Cat's not helping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't want the cat to help. He'll just knock it off. Yeah. Roll it around, roll it under the couch, and then she'll never be able to get it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find it in five months. My cat's asleep next to me on the nightstand here. <laughs> My dog's asleep next to me. Yeah, we talked last week about having pet a pet yeah. episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't get mine to actually get in my lap to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd have to turn the camera. He's always like just next to me on the nightstand. Well, we just put the cameras on the pets. And yeah, yeah, that work. <laughs> Come on, Sabine, you can figure it out. In the floor. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a pet-centric episode of like Clone Wars or, or Rebels or anything like that? Kinda, yeah. There's there's a whole bunch where well, there's one in particular where Ezra kind of. Uh, Learns to commune with all the loath wolves that, that hang out on Lothal. Oh, I actually watched that one last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's our that's our pet episode. <laughs> yeah, that was like an acid trip, but <laughs> <laughs> well, the force could be like acid. You never mm-hmm. know. Right. Not not with Disney in control, it's not. <laughs> oh. oh, she figured it out. She's, She's had a breakthrough. breakthrough. Yay! Let's just go Tony like, Stark on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just too much garbage here. Let's take this out. Yeah, it is off. a messy workspace. I don't know how she gets yeah. anything done. That's kind of how my workspace is. I was going to say, <laughs> looking incredible. around at my workspace, that looks like mine. 
<laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna play this thing like a Rubik's cube. That's right. Or a Hellraiser box. Hellraiser box. Because <laughs> then light starts showing. I'm like, oh. And then cuts <laughs> it real quick, you know. Where's the know. chains? I wonder. Out of a uh, kind of what is the Da Vinci Code vibe too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if Disney owns Hellraiser by now. <laughs> they own definitely got much better hair than Tom Hanks. What's that? She's got way better hair than Tom Hanks in the Da Vinci Code. Mm, that's mm. a very low bar. True. The newest Hellraiser is actually really good. It is. Yeah. It was quite good. And it was on Hulu, which is owned by Disney. So there we so go. Maybe they do own. Yeah, Hellraiser. they at least have a stake. Okay, she's figured something out. Yes. We've got a map. We've got two galaxies. Yeah, you Skywalker, I mean, Thrawn. We got laser beads. Mm -hmm. Now she's going to see if she can see it. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, I just didn't notice it before. <laughs> well, wow. okay. so, so this is as good a point as any to um, address the point that somebody made earlier about why would the map to Thrawn be buried in this temple? It's not a map to Thrawn. It's a map to that other galaxy. Right. Yeah. It's not specifically telling them how That's to get there. That's just Thrawn. where Thrawn happens to be, and nobody right. knows how to get there. But a galaxy is a large place. You it know? is, but not in not in Star Wars. It's not. Yeah. Not if you have hyperspace. Mm -hmm. But well, not everybody see, does. Well, in the next episode, we'll see how they're going to figure that one out. I think. Right. It's a nice little. Rare bit of action in this episode. <laughs> shoot him in the leg. Shoot him anywhere. Just shoot actual him. actual wars in the Star Wars. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Then he takes the elevator. I mean, we've had some pretty good kick-ass scenes so far. Yeah, and yeah. it's been it's a good episode. It's not like the episode's boring. The episode's amazing. Oh, now we got arm cross, hand on hips. Like I said, to me, it's it's not that it's it's slow and boring. It's just it's paced like a feature film. It's yeah. not paced like a TV yeah. show. Mm -hmm. you know it's really meant to be a two out like this and the and the second part which was a, definitely a good reason why they aired them back to back i mean you know that that we very much get a cliffhanger here uh, you know but it's really meant to be paced like a two-hour movie yeah it's a two-hour mm -hmm. pilot well, look, yeah. sabine's got a lightsaber i, I, I kind of feel like she should have gotten a purple lightsaber though yeah Oh, yeah, okay. but it's yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, that's so. If you know, if you haven't watched Rebels, you don't know that. Well, yeah, but well, I, don't think I, know I, that I watch watched this. this yesterday, and they mentioned later that it's Ezra's sable, but I didn't recognize it because she changed the handle. Ezra's mm -hmm. saber handle looked like a staple gun. Yeah, and this one doesn't. Well, that one got cut up in um, the Vader fight, I believe, and then oh, okay. that one was blue. And I think the reason it looked like a staple gun is because it's also a blaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then he got this one. When so this is his second saber. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. they mentioned that she modified it later, mm -hmm. I think. I like yeah, but she, he, still had, he still had a second one after the, the uh, fight with Vader. Mm -hmm. It's green. It's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it cha he changed the color to green. So... <laughs> Green's my favorite lightsaber color. 
much better than orange. But I mean, just the the green and the orange clashes. I mean, I mean, yeah. we've got to get some explanation about these orange lightsabers. I, I think mean. it's cool. I, I just love it because it's so different. Yeah, it's yeah. different. It's something we yeah. haven't seen yet. It could it could be that they're not like like we said before that they're not full Sith because right. red no, they're, is they're, when they're, the they're definitely not Sith because they don't identify themselves as Sith. Yeah. Well, they're well, they're not fully they're not fully corrupted to the Sith Sith side yet. Yeah, yeah, they definitely don't identify that way. I mean, mm -hmm. the the lead guy definitely does not identify himself as a Sith. No, and he wouldn't fit in with their only two at a time scheme anyway. Well, I love how they're setting up you know the future sort of rival between these two characters. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and also kind of establishing that. Sabine's not really that good at this. Right. Although she did do a flip that seemed like a force wielder would do. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think she's getting there, but you know, obviously we see her in just a second. She's not. Of course, also we know she's she's you know a Mandalorian in Mandalorian. She's Mandalorian, yeah. 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 But she's doing pretty good. Yeah, she's yeah. I mean, these two characters being a central part of it. Oh okay, oh. you just had to say that. You had to say I she's had to cheeks or didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. characters a central part of it, but but yeah, I was gonna say Shane, your daughter and mine definitely are gonna like that because they you know they're into the strong female characters. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure they're gonna love. I mean, Abby already likes both these characters, and Abby just dyed her hair blue and purple the other day, and we we're joking that she should have waited and she could have done purple <laughs> and orange. Mm. So is this the end of Sabine? And I do like yeah. the for our friend Ray for yeah. for Ray Stevenson there. Mm -hmm. That was that was a very cool touch. That was awesome. But yeah, is this the end of Sabine? We don't know. Directed by Dave Filoni. Mm -hmm. Written by Dave Filoni. Created by Dave Filoni. <laughs> okay, Dave, that's your name three times in a row. Based on Star Wars by George Lucas. Lately. Johnny Filoni. Cool end credit sequence here. Normally we'd Yeah, I like the, the map. It's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. I, guess yeah, I, think we, I, loved it. I think it's just it's just paced differently i think from what mm -hmm. we're used to from even just the long form streaming shows with, that are meant to be chapters in in a story where it's not supposed to be a beginning middle and end episode i think even for those shows this was radically different pace this felt like you know episode 6.5 mm -hmm. feels like a game of thrones type yes. yeah and for the art and for you to absorb all the backgrounds and the atmosphere as well as get a story. Yeah, more well, of an know, ongoing story, not a not a series of little vignettes. It's not just um Mando shows up on a planet and needs something and the person yeah. who has it wants him to do a chore and he does the chore and then he gets the thing. Right. Well and, and the future really is is Dave Filoni and when he's setting up here, I think with Thrawn with the future of Star Wars. I mean, I know there's a talk of another Ray movie coming out, but really with with I think Ahsoka is gonna be so popular going forward. You know. She's a great character. I loved it. I thought I think it was a great start. I think, you know, I, like I said, the only I, I can I question for for fans who have never seen Rebels, are they gonna dig this at all? We don't know. I mean, I think the Ahsoka character is a strong enough character, you know, that it that I think people will will that it will be appealing to people. You know, because I think even if they don't know the shows, Clone Wars and Rebels, they know who she is. Yeah. Right. I think they've they've marketed it pretty well. So 
yeah so far i don't think you need to have seen any of that other stuff to to enjoy this well and finally a jedi story without skywalkers i mean come on yeah Mm -hmm. awesome How long yeah, have you for been me, Star, Star Wars, like I like non-Jedi Star Wars. I think there's been some good non-Jedi Star Wars. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Rogue One, I mean, uh, Andor. I mean, it, I, there could be good non-Jedi Star Wars. But to me, my favorite Star Wars is always going to be Jedi Star Wars. Right. It just doesn't have to be Skywalker Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Plenty of other yeah. Jedi out there. I mean, there's I guess many, many galaxies and everything's about Skywalker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we're indirectly related to Skywalker, though, because Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, thanks for everyone joining. That that takes us to an hour because it's a long mm-hmm. episode. I believe the next one's a little bit shorter. And even though it was a two-parter that aired on the same night, we're not going to do two right here. Um, we're going to do part two in a couple of days, probably with a, probably some of the same people here, but might might have some other faces in it. Uh, we are going to try to, on an ongoing basis, do the new episode as it comes out and try to have the episode out to people within a couple of days. Um, we did have at least two or three people watching live, but no questions from the audience or anything like that. But, uh, th- you know, uh, look forward to people watching it when it comes out on YouTube. Um, go ahead and, and check us out on Facebook on Binging the Force. Uh, if you want to listen to it specifically in audio, uh, search for it in any podcast line. You can find Binging the Force, but primarily our main audience is on YouTube. So like and subscribe. Please go ahead and do that on YouTube at Binging the Force. Um, and if you really want to get a cool T-shirt like this, go to our merch store at bingingtheforce.myspreadshop.com. Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for joining us for the first time, Jackie. Thank, yeah. thank you for returning, nice Jane. Thank you for being a, a steady uh, Jefferson. And mm-hmm. we'll see you in a couple days uh, for part two. Okay. So, awesome. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good night. Good night.